My name is Susie Can, and I hope you enjoy exploring with me the thoughts that come with this thread. If you have any interest in supporting what I'm doing or getting in touch, please do so through the website kylak.ie, where you will also find other resources and connections that I create around each podcast so that if some of the tweaks of interest come to you through them, you have a place to go to go a little further and deeper or to find other information or to find a way to support by maybe wanting to collaborate or offer something or even a donation. Thanks for listening. In the last batch of this thread on our ancestors, I was talking about the beginning of Harvest at Lunasa. And when we come to the autumn equinox, it's in one of the balancing parts of the year. It sits opposite the spring equinox, runs in the weeks in September the 21st, 23rd, and in the old Welsh calendar of Mabon, it was the 29th of September, where equinox came and the year is equal again in length of day and night before it turns towards winter. And at this time of year, there is the fullness of harvest and the fullness and the kind of accounting for the activity of a year. So our ancestors would have been busy storing and harvesting and gathering everything from the autumn abundance and kind of looking and seeing and checking what did they have in relation to what they needed for the coming winter. It was a time of year where there were a lot of exchanges. There were traditional fairs where people would have set out their wares, things that they grew, things they made, so that a balancing out, a distribution and a sharing of what was gathered by different people with different skills and different niches so that everybody went forward into the winter well provisioned. There was so much knowledge of what was available to our mainly forest-dwelling ancestors because Ireland would have had this deep level of forest cover that it's quite hard for us to connect to and to understand just how much knowledge our ancestors had of what was edible, what could they store. For example, they discovered the ancient remains of a Neolithic person in Ireland and they found they could analyse what was in their stomach, which was the porridge they had eaten. And it consisted of three grains. I think it was millet and barley and oats, maybe. But the most interesting thing to me was it also contained 40 different seeds in the porridge. So our ancestors gathered things that we don't think of as food we would imagine having. There's maybe a little growing knowledge of something like nettle seeds. They're a great one at this time of year to be harvesting and preserving because they're in modern 
parlance there, Ireland's chia seed, have the same kinds of nutrient density as these superfoods that you hear about. And so our ancestors were gathering 40 different seeds and putting them in their porridge. And as someone who does a lot of seed preserving and other kinds of preserving, the amount of harvest processing, it must have been a time when people sat around stripping things of seeds and maybe grinding them and storing them in different containers and in different places. One of the storage places was apparently the caves that the older women, the Kalyak caves, that are up on mountainsides and cairns, that those were cold and remote places, but maybe that was things were found there simply because offerings were made to the older members of the community so that they too could make it through winter. All of that connection to the knowledge and to the the land around them is something that has been a theme, I suppose, of many parts of this thread. And by thinking about it in terms of, for me, the closer that I got to the cycle of the year through growing things and through eating from the land, the closer I got to understanding some of the feelings that our ancestors may have had, because I too am looking at, well, what have I succeeded in growing this year? What will be in the abundance of my of my pantry? Whether that is things that can store really well and which apples store really well, which fruits, or whether it's what I talk about in another thread, how I preserve them for winter. And again, our ancestors had huge skills in that area, whether it was meats that were dried or whether it was fish that were created into dried uh, fish cake type things, but also what they could gather and store and, and, and distribute at this time of year. So when harvest was in, there would have been a lot of celebrations. I think the coming together for fairs and exchange were probably part of that and also the making of crafts that come from all of this sorting out of materials would have been something that were exchanged as well. So there would have been a lot of celebration. One of the aspects of, of what way they maybe gratitude is something we're called to look at, called to understand still today is about who gets to share in the abundance and one of the stories that I know from our past ancestors is about the the, the name of this podcast, the Kalyak, the Kailak, is that when grains were stored, there was always some left in the field where people could go and glean this idea of gleaning from the harvest, that, that things were left, that not every last grain was taken out of a field and widows or people that needed to gather smaller amounts for themselves would go and do harvest gleaning. One of the things they also did, because there might have been old women in the fields gathering, there was the, a symbol of that too, and the symbol of the turning towards winter, was they would leave at least one sheaf tied at the middle. So if you imagine grains gathered and then tied in a bundle in the middle that you'd have what looked like left on a darkening field horizon. It looked like an old woman 
in a skirt. And that was called the Kalyak, that last sheaf in the field. And it could have been then gathered by people within the community that needed to have extra grain. So not only was there this connection and this knowledge and this understanding from the Kalyak of the time of the year and the changes as each season passed, different people knew what was coming, knew what the practices were. And I think that that's something that as we try to reconnect to our own indigeneity in some form and somehow decolonize ourselves, it is, for me, it's easiest to do that, connecting to those kinds of practices where I imagine the elders sort of holding those ceremonial spaces, holding those kinds of sharing practices. I think that's something that we can do in just our smaller communities and that there is this abundance within a smaller community. And while the great big world is trying to keep things scarce in order to keep them as a commodity, in order to keep the capitalist machine turning over, for such basic needs as our food, there can be abundance in a small area. And so one of the things that connects me to that is the idea of seed swapping after they've been gathered. But at this time of year, I feel like it's also harvest swapping or harvest sharing. And I tend to make lots of jams and different things, partly really so as I have them to give away. Uh, the idea of growing stuff in excess or learning how to forage or having a different skill because I have different friends who are much, much better mushroom foragers, for example, than I am, or different people that are growing large-scale grains but aren't maybe growing as much diversity of vegetables or fruits. So I think that there's something thinking back to our own history and the ancestors and the, the this time of year particularly kind of calling ourselves to account. And there's interesting in all of the different religions that came about at the time when agriculture had been underway for a period of time. And there's a lovely writer and speaker uh, in the permaculture movement called Starhawk, and she has written about the changing time between when there were hunter-gatherers and when people began agriculture and the shift in this more centralized food source and the, and maybe the slow attrition to the knowledge of multiple food sources their ancestors had had. And there is a return, but I think it's also worth thinking about whatever tradition you've experienced, there are nods, there are legacies, there are little pieces of them still within traditions. I know, for example, in the Jewish tradition, there is the harvest celebration time is Rosh Hashanah, which celebrates harvest. And at the same time, it it's linked with it being the new year. Our new year isn't coming in the Celtic festival sense until the last batch of this podcast at Samhain. That's the Celtic new year. But in the Jewish tradition, Rosh Hashanah was the end of harvest, a different land, speedier, ripening, warmer seasons, whereas ours sort of could continue in the milder climate, still things growing. But part of that is in their new year, changeover festival in thinking is another part of that festival called Yom Kippur, which is calling everything into account. So the period between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur was a period to, to look at your whole year and say, 
how did I behave this year? How did this year go? So the harvest is something that I think it's very physical and literal if you're growing and you're attached to the land, as our ancestors were, and as increasingly people are looking forward to touch something authentic in the world. But I think there is that calling yourself to account whether you're growing or not to say, what was the year about? And I think that is inherently there because of this new agrarian calendar that all of our ancient peoples across the world started being more and more around. So even though abundance of foraging would have been this time of year, there is a shift when it's harvesting that which you've sown and seeing that come home to roost in whatever way you did, how much you managed to sow and how much you managed to tend and care for and then how much you managed to harvest. And then that feeling of, is there abundance and can it be shared? And I think that's what I take when I look back at the images that people conjure up for their understanding of these crossover festivals in the land that I live on and my ancestors have lived on and the patterns of the seasons that we've got within us from understanding that. And so, yeah, this is, I guess, a shorter episode touching on thoughts around our ancestors and how they handled the harvest and how we might handle what we sow and what we harvest.